and puzzles. Fucking puzzles! I want to be done so I can start playing Mega Man because Mega Man is best. You know, I haven't played the demo yet. Is it really that good? Um, it's pretty solid, and I, I thought it was all right, but then I watched uh, a YouTuber go through it who'd played it like 15 times, and that like really colors your impression of it, because it's like, oh, holy shit, there's things you could be doing that I didn't even think of, you know? Mm. It's just like, it's just like, yeah, you thought it was just a Mega Man game. Uh, no, it's one where you can swap out your powers on the fly, and every one of them is useful in almost every scenario. And I'm like, oh, that's fucking bad. That's like the story of gameplay videos generally in this Twitch era, where people are just constantly yelling at you to get good, and you didn't do X or Y, even if you've taken no hits and you've basically perfected whatever it is you're doing, you're a piece of shit and you suck forever. Yeah, basically, basically that. Basically, hey, if you could just please, it'd be super cool if you could just, like, fucking kill yourself or whatever. And that that basically sums up every Twitch and YouTube comment ever. Unless you're Garrett. in But if you're Garrett, um, you get endless likes, especially if you're swinging Spider-Man around in his underwear. Oh, yes, that's right. I did play Senron Kagura Reflections, and I can talk about it now. Uh, you can't accuse them of not knowing their target market, at the very least. Oh yeah, yeah. They, they, they knew. They knew who. All right. They knew who they're pandering to, and they really pandered. But they even, you know what? We're gonna save all my angry words for the past. <laughs> all right. Because <laughs> I have some about that fucking game. <laughs> hey everybody! Welcome to Press X the podcast, where it is the week of. Oh boy, this says September 7th, but it's the 17th today. There we go. And this is episode number 31, where you've got Paul and James. We're sitting around, and and James has been ill, the illest of ill, for the last several days. James, how are you feeling? Less disgusting than I was feeling yesterday, so so a market improvement. Okay... And um, can you trace this illness back to any one singular event? Um, <clears throat> I went to see Coheed and Cambria last week, and I screamed and hollered and yelled and mosh pitted so much I probably fucked up my immune system. Yeah, well, yeah, that'll do it to you every time. Yeah, there's there's no mosh pit like a Coheed mosh pit. I sense there's a story there, but um, yeah, you, know, you you can just keep that to yourself if you feel like it. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, and uh, yeah, we're sorry we missed last week, but you know, there's been some stuff going on in the video game world, and that is the fact that it is rapidly approaching fall, which is the time when journalists tend to cower underneath their desks, uh, pray for sweet, sweet death's embrace, things of this nature. Oh yeah, well, um, see... Years ago, the games industry collectively got together and had a meeting and decided that every game ever, every fucking year, would be released around the September, October, November window. Mm-hmm. So, so as many games as come out for the other nine months all come out in this three-month chunk. It's gross. That is proof to me that the average gamer is not a child because kids are back in school. Kids aren't really playing as many games in the fall. Um, 
So it's all us old farts who want to come home and forget their day lives that want to play games. Yeah, make me forget about the fact that I have a day job, all right? Take me away, damn it. You know, I'm just going to take this very obvious segue and um, ask you about your favorite release from the uh, uh, tensions of everyday life, that being Senran Kagura Reflections, with an X. Yes, because... um... Because it's about reflexology, which is the science of massages. And if you're under the impression that the techniques used in this game are anything resembling actual massages, you might have accidentally permanently injured somebody in your past. (laughs) Just karate chopping their neck, slapping their thighs, um, things of that nature. It is... Okay, I caught a lot of flack... For this review, because I use the words deeply disturbing when I describe the game, which I stand by, motherfuckers, all right? Because one of the dream scenarios you can get into involves this girl as your younger sister, and you're the older brother, and you're like massaging her, and she's like, oh my god, it feels so good, I'm gonna melt. I wish you could do this to me all the time, big brother. And that's not cool. All right, that is deeply disturbing territory, because if you think this game is anything else but a fucking uh, protracted, clumsy, uh, uh, inefficient masturbatory aid, maybe you're playing a different game than the one I got for review. Anyways, long story short, don't be fantasizing about fucking your siblings, all right? That is not cool. Also, also, none of the massage techniques are things you should do to a living human being. Just putting that out there. Um, This is definitely the first time I've ever read in a video game review of any type the words, women also don't generally appreciate being brushed like a horse. Yeah, you know what? That's another thing I stand by. If you've got that nice, soft uh, hairbrush... It's for their hair and not the inside of their arm. You know where the where the elbow is? Okay. That's that's not where hairbrushes go. And if somebody told you that, they were making fun of you and you need to punish that person. And um like every every tool is just a weird quasi-torturous scenario. Like the last thing you unlock is a sort of massager. It's a vibrator. With a little Kagura head, little cartoon Kagura head on top. And so what you do is you turn this thing up to max and you sort of shove it into the space just under the boobs around the, the gut area. And you sort of like <laughs> brief it real hard. And then the expression on the, oh, that's great too. Ow, too much, too much, too much. And you can just do that. And it's like the most distressing individual image in the entire game. Yeah, so... Uh... <laughs> this trailer is just priceless. It's so ridiculous. I can't believe that they released this. Yeah, and I mean, there's people who are going to love this, but I mean, it doesn't even really work as, like... Like, it's it doesn't even really work as fan service. Like, if you're the sort of person who gets off on this, and if you do, that's fine, no judgment. But 
it doesn't really succeed in that respect because you're so busy concentrating on slapping this girl's thighs in the proper rhythm that you can't you can't keep your eyes on what's on, on what's happening. You can't be looking and ogling when you're like doing the rhythmic bongo drum shit because that takes all your focus. So like all the fun stuff you can't actually pay attention to because you have to like perfectly time this this fucking wooden roller motion like you're oh god, I don't know. The the wooden roller one is bizarre. It's like you're operating like 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 a fucking bandsaw and it's it's distracting. All the fun stuff is the stuff that you can't pay attention to, assuming that's the sort of thing you're into. Again, if you are, that's fine. Everybody's got their thing. Although, you know, I'm still gonna wag my finger in judgment about that Ciscon shit, and I will I will die on that hill. Alright, that's it. That's all there is to it. And that's absolutely fair. You everybody's got their hill that they can die on as well as yeah. their uh their thing that works for them. Um Yeah. I, I gotta know more about the water gun. Oh, well, see, when you're like you have this thing where you can like go and set the girls up, you know, like do a diorama, put them in different clothes. I'm sorry, it's just the one girl. Put her in different clothes, put her in different poses, you know, put her in in, in, in different backgrounds, and then you can just turn in this water gun and soak her with it. Just just because. It doesn't it doesn't serve any purpose. It doesn't you you, you can't use it to like uh uh make progress. You just soak her with a water gun to be a dick. Oh, and you can like slap their boobs and stuff and grope them. Cause man, the creepy train just doesn't stop rolling along. Yeah, any any pretension that this was in fact a massage simulator kind of goes out the window when you can just randomly turn it into a wet t-shirt contest. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, uh, it's just titillation. It's not even very good at that. Um, there's precious little game mechanics there. You can wrap the whole thing start to finish in 90 minutes, including like extra endings. Hmm. Uh, did you play anything less erotically charged? Um, I'm covering the retail, or the not the retail, but the full release of CrossCode, which is a 16-bit throwback, kind of like uh, it's like a it's like an RPG action RPG with a lot of heavy puzzle elements to it, which it turns out I really hate puzzle RPGs. I didn't know this about myself. This is a new thing for me. So, so it's, it's helped you. Yeah, it's helped me learn something about myself, and and I and I I'm, I'm gonna wanna I'm, I wanna retain that objectivity, right? Where it's like, okay, I get this. This is well designed, but it makes me so angry inside, and makes me wanna not play it, even though I have to. So it's less fun than it looks, because it looks pretty fun. Yeah, well, if you're into puzzle RPGs, and that was a whole that was a whole like. Uh, subgenre back in the day, back in the Super NES Sega Genesis days, like uh, the Lupia series and Terra Enigma, and um, uh, okay, yeah, all right. So you 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 there is some cool like action actiony combat, and there's like cool ass quests and stuff like that, and there's skill trees you can fuck with, and that's all really cool. But the puzzle elements are, I I hate them, I hate them, I hate them so much. Yeah. Um. So don't play CrossCode if you don't like puzzling. 
Um, oh yeah, I yeah. No, it wears it wears there. that shit in its sleeves. You can download the demo and it, and like and you get that some of that puzzle stuff right at the bat. And if that turns you off, then it, it doesn't get better. Okay, well that's good to know. Anything else you'd like to bring up at this particular juncture here in episode thirty-one? Um, mostly just those two games this week, which which is fine. Uh, it's good stuff. Um, oh, I tried Spider Man. Yeah, you did. Owns it. Yeah, and um, it's dope. It's really really good. I just I don't want to when I play it. I don't want to make any story progress. I just want to run around and collect backpacks and take pictures and yeah. fight criminals. It's like the city's in danger. Stuff is happening. Crime. It's terrible. Yeah, but I gotta I gotta fill this map out. You don't you don't get it. All right, this is really important. It's the first uh, tower unlocking mechanic that I've had absolutely no problem with because it is somewhat explained in the story as he's hacking into these towers to get access to the police data. Makes sense. Yeah, I mean, the actual hacking itself is gamified and doofy, but that's fine. That's how it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. I don't want to actually like do a bunch of input commands and stuff. Just do let me wiggle around the, the, the two thumbsticks. Oh, yeah, that's perfect. Because it takes, like, half a second, and, you know, you're like, I have puzzled. God, such puzzling I have done. It was it was divine. It was so good. Yeah, I have not slowed down on the Spider-Man train. Just keep playing it. I've already done everything, top to <laughs> bottom, and I just keep slinging around the city and changing the time of day and slinging around some more and beating up some bad guys. And So, um... um I think it's good. Um, the one thing I didn't super enjoy is, uh, there's some stealth stuff, mm. mm-hmm. which I don't super like stealth. I don't like sneaking around, especially because when you fail at sneaking around, generally stealth systems are set up in such a way that you have to start the challenge over again. Yeah. And I'd rather just like, um, barbarian smash my way through these kinds of situations. Like, so the uh, the stealth things are are definitely not great if you treat them as stealth things, because okay. the AI, like I I think I mentioned this on the last cast, the AI is pretty dumb, and you know, um, in the stealth sections, there's usually one action you can take to distract a bad guy and go around them. So I ended up kind of treating those sections less as stealth and more as puzzles. Like which order of things do I have to do? to go around the bad guys. And and that was fine for me. I don't I don't think it really needed to be like splinter cell level stealth sound meters and and things like that. I think this was totally fine and it made you going back to Spider-Man a much more um empowering feeling like oh thank god I'm Spider-Man again and I got all these powers. I'm not I'm not MJ. I'm not pushing over another toolbox, yet another toolbox. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's a really good game. And if you haven't played it, well, you're one of the few on Earth who's not, because it's selling a lot of copies. Um, I literally can't keep it in stock in Japan. And in the UK, it's topping the charts like nobody's business. Yeah, it finally knocked a fucking Crash Bandicoot off his throne. <laughs> yeah. Those maniac Brits. What's the deal with Crash Bandicoot? They just love it. They love it so much they want nothing else in life but Crash and more Crash. And 
just having a good crash time all, all the live long day, basically. Yeah, but but why? Well, I have no idea. But I'm sure there's some clever, uh, well-reasoned YouTuber out there or some other internet scientist who has deciphered this puzzle. Internet scientist, that's a good way of putting it. I've, I've not heard that before because there's little to no science on the internet. But internet scientist, I like it. It, it actually has um, two meanings. Okay. Um, one is the one we just, we just discovered where it's uh, somebody who does these well-reasoned experiments in order to find conclusions to things that don't particularly matter. Mm-hmm. The other meaning, uh, if you are on certain circles of the internet and you call yourself a scientist, what you really mean is you're a porn connoisseur. Oh. That's, a fu- that's a fun little fact. Oh. Fun little fact. Uh, you can go. You can go. You can go to certain quarters of the internet. Just like I would like the the name of this person for science, and they say, "Oh, gross." Uh, uh, it's this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of the grimy corners of the web, where it just kind of all collects a little bit. Yeah, wear yeah. some gloves. You know, a little filter mask. Uh, maybe get some like. Like, but grabby claws, so you can touch stuff from a distance. Mm. Yeah, don't don't breathe too deeply. You don't want to disturb what's what's been happening in that area um, with the the pressure of your breath. So no, you breathe heavily. It's not good. Jesus, no. Okay, playing anything else? Fun, cool, fabulous, awful this week? Well, I had the um, the triple A triple threat this past week. Spider Man, of course. Also been playing quite a bit of Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Nice, nice, nice. Which I don't really think is that great. <laughs> Which is uncomfortable because I really loved Rise of the Tomb Raider. So I'm stuck in that spot where I'm wondering if I went back and played Rise, if I would think it sucks, or if this one's just bad. But um, the environments are stunningly good looking but only the environments. The characters are kind of weird looking. I think they've changed Lara Croft's face yet again. She doesn't really look like she did. Weird. And, uh, you know, some of the motion capture and so on is pretty bare bones. It's pretty Mass Effect Andromeda. Oh, no. Um, Yeah, and some of the mechanical stuff is still pretty good. Some of the jumping and, and puzzling is, is not bad. Um... I find in this one there's a greater tendency to uh, have the character kind of slide over in an awkward way in order to match up with where the animation needs to start. So oh, you're like shit, you're like swinging from a branch and you throw like your hook. You're sometimes if you don't make the jump just right, she kind of floats up a little bit so that the hook will actually reach the thing that you're throwing it at, and it's a little jarring, and I I don't remember that from the last game. Well, I mean, that's a pretty normal thing for, like, action-y type games where you're navigating the environment. Like, there's a little bit of, like, a stickiness to the jumps, mm-hmm. but you're not really supposed to notice it. Yeah, I feel like animation blending has got a lot better, especially in the last year or two, where um, I don't really notice it in a lot of games anymore. 
uh, yeah, I don't know. It's it's still pretty good. If yeah. you're somebody who does not have a PS4, you should definitely take a look at it. Um, even if you're somebody who does have a PS4, it's definitely worth playing because I think it's it's good. Um, Mario reviewed it for the site. He gave it a 78, and that, I think, was exactly what the Metascore is. So um, take that for what you will. He's a very average guy. I hope he listens to this and hears that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's 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 got his finger on the pulse. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then the last thing I played was some of the Call of Duty Blackout beta. Which I have heard good things. I fully expected to hate, and I think it's pretty fucking good. It's pretty rad. It's um, like if you took PUBG and ripped out all of the things that people are now familiar with. Like the map overlay and some of the uh, inventory overlay, and you took away all the shitty stuff. Like you made it look good. Okay. You made it run good. You made it play pretty good, and you added some creature comforts. Like when you pick up a scope, it gets attached to your weapon, oh. or you pick up a band aid and it gets mapped over to L one or uh, left bumper immediately, so you don't have to do that, and. Uh, yeah, it's, it runs really, really well. Um, I was playing it on the Pro, and it is essentially locked at 60 frames. Nice. Looks great. Uh, the netcode performance seemed pretty good. I didn't notice any lag, really. So I think they have actually nailed this, and this might be the thing that they were that they and we, for the last several episodes of this podcast, were desperately hoping that it would be which is a very, very good battle royale in a more realistic environment than Fortnite. So yeah, it's pretty awesome. If you like to shoot things, it is good. Nice. And yeah, that's all I played. Well, hey, well, hey. that's, that's a, a, a triple A, triple threat. It's pretty good, man. It is. It's a lot of A's. <clears throat> a lot of A's all the time. Um... And you know, it's it's good that I've not really finished Tomb Raider just yet, because there's literally nothing coming out this week. No. There's some DLC you mentioned for uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Yes. Torna, which, the Golden Country DLC. Which, if it needs you to have finished the game, literally nobody will play it. The game's like 6,000 hours long, isn't it? Yeah, and they're not great. It's not a great 6,000 hours. Like, it's pretty good, and then it gets really grindy and really boring. Uh, I just, I, like, I, I, I haven't met a lot of people who've played Xenoblade Chronicles 2. I've met even fewer people who've finished it. Did you play Xenoblade Chronicles X as well? Uh, no. One? Uh, I watched my roommate play through it recently, and it looked... I want to say pretty dope, but that's for a Xenoblade game. It's mm -hmm. still grindy as fuck. Mm. There's still a lot of like irrelevant or redundant systems stacked on top of one another that you have to manage just for the pleasure of managing them. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but like you get to fly a giant ass robots, so that's rad. That is cool. That's always cool. Um, yeah, the release calendar looks like. People saw Spider-Man, and the only maniacs who were crazy enough to put something out in the aftermath of that were 
uh, Skronix and Shadow of the Tomb Raider, because that's kind of the only thing that's come out um, since Spider-Man outside of an NBA game and a couple of Switch ports. Like, nobody wanted to touch it up until next week when you're getting, like, Valkyria Chronicles 4 and, uh, like, the new Walking Dead episode and things like that. So, basically... Uh, if if there was no danger of audience overlap, they were down. Otherwise, they wouldn't touch it with the 10-foot bull. Correct. Correct. Right. And that's for a very good reason, because there's a few uh, news items, actually, that um, we're going to tackle. Well, let's just tackle them right now in our yeah. new news format in which we are calling the, uh, the Press X to Podcast Quick Time Episode Event. Yeah, the QTE. QTE. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so... Like you said, uh, Spider-Man is selling tons, buttloads even, uh, 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 dominating the charts in the UK. It's selling out in Japan. They're like running out of copies. They can't keep it in stock. Fantastic. Well done, Insomniac. Yeah, kicking kicking major ass. Uh, speaking of Spider-Man, uh, shirtless Greg Miller is in Spider-Man, apparently, as an Easter egg. Yeah, uh, it's been... I, I mean, if you haven't seen this, you haven't been on Twitter lately, because, uh, well... Shirtless Greg Miller is all over the place at the best of times, but now that there's Spider-Man, it is the worst of times for such things, and he is all over the place. But um, if you played the game, there's a certain uh, section in which there is a party of sorts. Okay. Okay. Um, that's not that's not spoiling anything. Don't worry. Um, but if you if you end up there, you will find shirtless Greg Miller wearing a Spider-Man nice. mask. Nice. Nice. Mm -hmm. Uh, Fallout 76 will be supported, according to Pete Hines, uh, forever until the sun burns out and civilization has collapsed. Um, he he said, "I'm not being ironic. I mean, like forever is how long we're going to support it for." So that's cool. Are you a Star Trek: The Next Generation fan? I have seen some sh some episodes. I know some things. Okay, I'm envisioning the little cube that they put Professor Moriarty into. And then, like, put him away for a lifetime of experiences, which is kind of like trapping him in a, a prison that he can never escape from. But I'm, I'm imagining that is what Fallout 76 is. It's running on one of those cubes forever. Yeah, so they'll just send that thing out in the space as their last uh, 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 heroic act before the Earth is consumed by the encroaching heat of the sun. And it'll just kind of continue to persist. They'll just keep generating randomized nuclear launch codes in uh, massive uh, nest of servers that no one will be playing on because we'll all be dead. So let's say the cube is found by a distant alien civilization sometime in the future. How many minutes before they start griefing each other playing the game? 11? I'm going to say 11. It's a good over-under over number. I mean, yeah, I'd, I'd maybe, probably take the under. But, maybe um, they're peaceful, or maybe they'll at first assume it's some sort of like interactive documentary about the end of the human race. <laughs> oh, sweet God. Yeah, and then they'll figure out it's a game and then immediately start nuking each other. <laughs> but yeah, they'll, they'll Fuck take you, Blorg. I'm going to nuke <laughs> <Yeah>. your shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? This is this is for that. This is for that shit you said you have a back at the. The, the, the alien water cooler. I couldn't think of the word. <laughs> the blotter cooler. Yeah, no, that's not what that doesn't work. Okay. Um, <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, Fallout 76 will last forever. I believe them. 
Shirtless Greg Miller. Uh, Final Fantasy Classics are coming to Switch. This is hilarious because they're putting in 7, 9, 10, 10, 2, and 12. But no wait for some reason. I mean, people don't typically like that one quite as much. It's fucking awesome. It is. I it's really so like good. it. I played the shit out of it. It has that that uh, junction system that's like really dumb, but you can... Uh, you can you become can... in-game powerful like 43 minutes into the game. Yeah, and and there's like these two little islands, the island closest to heaven and the island closest to hell. They're on opposite ends of the map, and as soon as you get access to the airship and the, the junction magic that lets you avoid enemy encounters, you just throw that on your party, and you go for a little walk on each of the two islands, and you just start collecting junction magic, and you can sooner than later have this, the, the stuff to make yourselves gods basically which is important because in eight there's no uh enemies level up with you so you can't just level grind your way to success because you're just making the opponent stronger and you will end up shooting yourself in the foot i played a lot of eight is what yeah. i'm saying yeah like if you're above i don't know say level 50 when you're trying to do the lunatic pandora stuff at the end of the game you're basically screwballed yeah like, unless like you have really like, really hard <laughs> Yeah, unless you have like the super duper summons and all the best weapons and all that garbage, mm -hmm. um, you're gonna get uh, effed in the B. It's gonna be real bad. <laughs> in any case, that's pretty cool that the the Final Fantasy stuff is coming to Switch. Yeah, first time Big it's fan. really been on a Nintendo system ever for most of those games. Yeah, right. Like that's and, awesome. And what better place to have those games than a place that you can take it everywhere and level grind when you really need to waiting at the doctor's office or waiting for an elevator or waiting for a coffee or uh, yeah. you're at, or you're you're at the in-laws. I don't know. Yeah, or you're on an hour-long commute, which is what I do often. There you go. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And Wolfenstein 3 is probably happening at some point because, of course, it is. Um, why in the hell would they not do that? Yeah. Pete, Pete like, Hines does not mince words. He's like, why wouldn't we make it, you fucking idiots? Yeah. Uh, Wolfenstein has been kicking some major ass in, you know, sales, and everybody loves it. So, yeah, we'll make it. They'll make a three. Make a three. Yeah, there's, like, a very, very good reason that our um, best moment award last year was, like, the nominees were stacked, talked, bottom, Wolfenstein 2 stuff because they'd had so many amazing moments. And yeah, yeah, when Wolfenstein 3 comes out, we'll probably just need to make it in its own category. Best Wolfenstein 3 thing. Yeah. Uh, oh, and uh, last but not least on the news, um, Hen Henry Cavill uh, picked up the role of Geralt of Rivera for the Netflix Witcher series, which may or may not have directly led to him exiting the DCEU. Mm. I don't think he could come back from that CG'd upper lip. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. Um, I saw a screen grab of it, and it's like... It's surreal. Like it, it's like you don't... It, it's like if you if nobody pointed it out to you, you might not have seen it, but once somebody was like, yo, this upper lip is CG, it's, it's literally the only thing you can think about. <laughs> You'd probably watch the scene and be like, Some, something about this is fucked right up. I don't and I know mean, what. And I, mean, and I mean, like, cards on the table, a lot of the CG in Justice League is rubbery and floppy-doppy and just, like, so 
fucking all over the place. Like, too much CG in any given scene will just make it look less realistic. Mm-hmm. It's like it doesn't have a, a big basis for comparison. Like, a CG character in a CG environment uh, fighting against a CG enemy. It's like, no, I got nothing to grasp onto. I don't give a shit. This, doesn't, this looks like a video game. Exactly, and, except worse. Yeah, and they, they, they had a lot of those scenes in that movie, and it was just... It was really unsettling. I mean, his mustache was bad, but that was like the fifth or sixth most problematic thing in any given shot. Well, let's be fair. The the mustache they were trying to cover up was magnificent. Yeah, that thing is fucking glorious. They they had no hope of, of CGing it away, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. That was a push broom on his upper lip. Yeah, he should have just been like, he should have just been rocking mustache Superman. <laughs> Just for like three scenes in the movie, just for the reshoots, no explanation. Oh. oh my god, can you imagine? Replace the suit with something with like suspenders, right? <laughs> and like a long sleeve shirt rolled up to the elbows. <laughs> Basically, make him Bell. The the the. There's a there's a fucking Street Fighter character who looks like an old timey 1920s boxer. Oh just yeah, that. yeah. Just do yeah, that yeah. with with an S in your chest. He's so good. Oh man. What are the odds there's a fan edit that has edited the mustache back in? Oh, oh my god, it'd be so amazing. <laughs> I want to see it. But it'd be because it'd be CG on top of CG, like yeah. layer on layer on layer, it would look <laughs> so wacky. That would be that would be the best. But yeah, that's been the news. That's everything that happened. And that's, I don't know, 5 or 10 minutes of thoughts about it. Yeah, and I mean there were other things, but they don't matter or we didn't think of them. All right. <laughs> that's basically the same thing I tend to believe that I only think of intelligent and um, wonderful things at all times yeah all, all our thoughts are cool and awesome and rad and you, you don't know I think we got time to just squeeze in a quick perfect list here yeah let's do it let's do it okay so 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 uh, Insomniac tore up this Spider-Man business uh-huh. they fucking they took it, they owned it, they 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 made it so hot and so fabulous. Mm-hmm. What are some other Marvel properties that Insomniac could like grace with their blessing? Ooh. Oh, there's so many. There's 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 a half a bajillion. We will try and come up with ten. Alright. Uh... Okay. So first first off. Um, would you rather them do like an X-Men game or would you rather them do like a game focusing on one or two of the X-Men mm. I feel like the singular character would be the way to go because if you had you know if you had a game that had both Cyclops and Wolverine in it I think those two games would require vastly different mechanics yeah, and that that's like the big problem with the like uh with the assembly of cat the the, the big uh compilation cast mm-hmm. like the X-Men games cuz it's like here's a simple 6 7 input combat system that we're going to use for like every X-Men and it's like this this doesn't work. You know, like you can't use the same combat mechanics and physics for like the slashies as you can like the shooties and the fucking crazy elemental powers. Yeah, and as much as I'd like to see all those things, I think if they made a singular hero game 
where you play as a singular hero, but they called it X-Men, and they had a bunch of set pieces a la Spider-Man with the other X-Men. I think that would be rad enough that I'd be okay with not playing as those other characters. Well, what they could do is they could pick, like, a really badass story from the comics. Like, uh... Something sad and weird and awful, like Old Man Logan. Or something, uh... Cool and involved, like, um... Like the Dark Phoenix stuff. And then just pick one character, one perspective, and, 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 and do that. Because I'd rather have a tight, focused, 20, 25-hour adventure than some sprawling, disparate bullshit with, like, 70 different people involved. Right. So, who's the character in this game? Um, cards on the table, it's probably going to be Wolverine. I don't know. It's just... You know, I think if you were going to go, like, here's the number one and number two Marvel heroes, it's probably Spider-Man and Wolverine. Yeah, because they're dripping with personality, albeit pretty disconnected ones. Like, one's pretty chipper and cool, and one is not. Yeah. So, so Wolverine, good first pick. Um, I think so. I think so. Um, uh, mm, <laughs> unbeatable Squirrel Girl, yes. Squirrel Girl? Yeah, man, fucking Squirrel Girl. Squirrel Girl is amazing. Squirrel Girl is all over... The news, well, not the news, but, like, io9 loves her, and rightly so. And, right. Um, she canonically has defeated Thanos before. So take that, all of the Avengers. So what are the odds that in the Captain Marvel movie, Squirrel Girl actually saves the day and undoes... Uh, so. I would, Squirrel, Girl should, Squirrel Girl should swoop in for the next Avengers movie. They're like, oh my god, what are we going to do? And then Captain Marvel's like, alright, I'll, I'll use my crazy space powers and, and then that doesn't work and then Squirrel Girl just kind of comes in and is like, I can I can talk to squirrels and then she uses that power to literally save the fucking universe. Hmm. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, which is, which is about how it's happened a couple of times. Alright, Squirrel Girl. Put her on the list. So I got a couple here. I'm I'm trying to think of like different ways they could spin this so it's not all the same game. Like Spider-Man and Wolverine are kind of going to be vaguely the same game. Just one has cool Wolverine stuff instead of swinging around the city. What if there was a Professor X game where it was like a story-driven narrative with some real like heavy uh, like mind control sequences and I don't know how they would make it mechanical but some really like deep dark into the bones of what makes Xavier Xavier um that could be fucking awesome they they covered Legion the TV show mm -hmm. it has a great way of interpreting psychic power battles um at least in season two they're dance-offs. Oh my it's god, so, are you serious? It is, it is so fucking awesome. Psychic dance battles. At least two at least oh. two of them in season two. It is fucking amazing. You could gamify that. You could gamify that. Turn it into either uh, a connect game or 
like a rhythm game of some kind. Yeah, because psychic powers don't make no goddamn sense, and there's no way to properly visualize it. You so you could just go crazy. You could you could just be like, uh, it's a dance off. Uh, it's a it's an art class. It's a <laughs> you know what I mean. Like it's it, it's it's literally anything. Like uh, they can have fun with it. They can they can flex with it. They can really go nuts and like whatever they come up with. They were like. Well, that did, doesn't make any sense. Psychic powers don't make any fucking sense, all right? Don't don't become angry with that shit. Yeah, like, anything could be a metaphor for the psychic happenings. Yeah, you, you could even play yeah. with it. It could be different depending on the person he was facing off against. Mm-hmm. Just com- customized, like, crazy minigame scenarios with their own dedicated control schemes that happen every once in a while, and you're just like, oh, fuck, what do you do now? What's this going to be all about? Yeah. And they could do some cool, you know, time travel historical stuff like they did um, in in the Days of Future Past and in uh, that series with James McAvoy and what's his name? The Magneto guy? Fastbender? Yeah. Yeah, that'd be Fast, cool. The Fastbender. Yeah. No, that'd be that'd be awesome. You could do crazy shit with the Professor X game. There we go. There's three. You got another okay. one? Uh, we just had a We've just had, we've had a couple of halfway decent Deadpool games in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if we've ever really done a good Punisher one. Ooh, ooh, just make it so disturbing and dark. Well, like, cause like it it would be um, it could be open world like that, but instead of like running around and like saving people from like criminals and like tying people up you're just straight up killing people you're like uh it, it it could be like it could be like a thing where you have to do your own individual detective work and then once you figure out oh this person is committing the crimes or doing the horrible shit then instead of leaving it to the cops you're just judging them and and it could be like a a, a long-term consequences thing where if you fuck up and kill the wrong people which you can you could just it, yeah if you if it if it was an open world mission type mercenary detective thing where you could kill fucking anybody, that'd be amazing. Because you knock off some criminal or somebody you think is a criminal, and then it has long term consequences later on where it's like, oh, that guy was the linchpin for this other operation, and now that he's dead, it's fucking chaos. War in the streets, you know? Or you kill the right person and you prevent said war. Huh. And like just, just just anybody anybody's anybody's open for business anybody is fair game as a target, and then the game just changes drastically depending on who it is you ice. Man, you can all be like, like yeah, taken to its logical extreme, like you could conceivably kill your way out of the main story. Oh yeah, yeah for sure for sure. That's a rad idea. That'd be so cool. Fucking, like replay value. So fucking dope. Oh, yes. Yeah. It'd be so fucking dope. And distressing, but like, because like, Punisher tends to go after some awful fucking human beings. Um, oh, he does. Yeah, like sex criminals and stuff. Just really, really, really unpleasant stuff. Yeah, I I feel like Insomniac could handle, um, you know, the personal side of that and his struggle with himself. I think they could do a good job with that as well. Oh yeah. Sweet. Okay, this is this would kind of be. I mean, it'd be in the Spider-Man universe, obviously, but it'd be maybe like a spin-off kind of game. I'd like a Black Cat game. 
Hey, yeah, that'd be cool, right? That's a that's a pretty complex and complicated character. I think they could they could do quite a few interesting things there. Do some yeah, you could dip. some like heist sequences and some other superhero stuff. Oh yeah, well if you give her a dedicated skill set, like if it's all about you know burglary and shit, then like those are skills that can be applied to a variety of different situations. That's like, oh yeah, you could be stealing plans and documents. You could be saving people's lives with the information you can acquire, or you could just be getting rich. You know. Yeah, and just fucking around with Spider-Man. Yeah, just, just screwing with his mind, setting up Spider-Man traps. Things that, like, mind games to play, man. Oh, I, yeah. I mean, if you're, like, specifically antagonizing a superhero, that's its whole, whole own can of worms of, of, of fun, you know? That'd be great. That's something we don't see enough of, where it's just like, oh, yeah, you're play you're basically playing a villain, and you're going to be actively taking a role in fucking with the superheroes. It's going to be so much fun. Yeah, um, I feel like that's kind of where the Spider-Man DLC is headed, in vaguely that direction, but actually playing as Black Cat... Yeah. Yeah. Rad. I'm on board. Okay. Um I think I think Iron Fist could potentially be cool just because it would take it in a different direction mechanically. Mm -hmm. Um but it'd be like Iron Fist would be cool, but it would be cool only if it was like a dedicated fighting game system mechanically like because that's because iron fist is seems like he's less about uh just crazy power battles and like doing all that wacky shit than it is about like complex in-depth combat where it's like you got your blocks you got your parries you got your throws you got your grapples you got your like your strikes you know there's all this stuff you're like weaknesses and openings and all this shit and it'd be a lot more like small scale combat but i feel like I feel like scaling down that way could change the gameplay experience for one and the just just like the the the, the way the missions are laid out and the kind of like jobs you take on and the kind of villains you'd fight for another. Hmm. So like give me an example of the kind of game this this mechanic would be based off of. Or ideally um, it would look like X. Hmm. There's a couple of games that have tried to do it. Um any like any any uh adventure game where there's a lot of like heavy combat mechanics. There was one that Devolver Digital released last year um that ended up being like crazy hard like all Devolver Digital games are. Mm. But it had a super involved hand-to-hand -hand combat system. Um, I feel that's the that's the fucking that's the weird thing is I don't know that any game has really gotten this right. Right. But it's like it's basically like you said, fighting game level combos, parries, blocks, juggles, yeah. counters, all those things. It'd be it'd be almost like a like a like an RPG where you're running around in an open world and you get into a fight and suddenly it's like -na -na, and then it's just like a one v one fighting game. Mm. either like 2d or 3d oh fucking 2d that'd be so dope <laughs> that would be cool actually right if you're running around a 3d open world and then you encounter a guy and it's like 
and it just changes to a 2D fighting game. Oh. That'd be fucking dope. Yeah. All right. Iron Fist is honestly not my favorite character, but I think it's pretty underrated in the general pantheon of Marvel heroes. Yeah, and I mean, I think if you introduce the character with that kind of unique system, you could really win some people over. Yeah, totally. And there's just so many directions that you could go, and I'm trying not to pick the obvious ones. Fair, fair. Like, because I, I do think you could come up with a pretty rad Thor game. Yeah, but, but, but what would the gameplay be like? Yeah, exactly. Because he's like... Thor is one of those characters where once he's actualized, once his like development arc is complete, he's so powerful it's boring. It's like he's, Superman. He's quite literally a god. Yeah. Like Superman is only interesting when he's like fucked up in some way or like circumstances have weakened him to the point where it's interesting. Yeah. Like Th- Thor Thor is the same way. Like once he's like fully realized himself as a fucking character then like wow there's no there's no fight that's the challenge Mm -hmm. you'd have to like take in the same direction the movies did where you go to space and you find the biggest craziest wildest fucking fights you can like it'd be basically like like if it was uh like a shadow of the colossus type battles or like um uh shit there's that there was that one PS4 game where you're like playing as a superpower character in first person perspective and you're like taking down like city sized aliens. I don't know. Um, mm. op- op- Operation Rainfall or whatever. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Basically, your powers would have to have room to flex at their utmost and you'd have to make it narratively interesting. Which is tough. I think uh, the Thor movies have possibly killed the ability of anyone to think of Thor as a character, quote-unquote. Well, what you could do, because, like, uh, Prototype did that, basically, back in the day, where you start off pretty normal, and by the end of it, you're fighting tanks and helicopters and shit, right? Like, Yeah, that's true. But you could be like... No, no, it'd, that's a th- it'd be tough. Because yeah. it, would, it, would, it, would, it would feel derivative, no matter what you did. Because mm-hmm. you'd be like... Games games have been doing this for decades. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'd be hard to make it feel unique. I think that's one thing that we have going on this list is that all these games would feel a little bit different than your standard superhero game. Oh, hey, what you could do for Thor is you could make like a kingdom builder. Like Asgard has been scattered. My people are lost. And then you just strike out and rebuild. Right. And then you play the god who stays behind the scenes as like the general and just gets people to do shit. And he was just like, <laughs> so is this like an XCOM game or is this a tower defense game? Uh, you could do both. Some of both. All right. Yeah. I'm, I'm writing it down. Thor tower defense. <laughs> yeah. Fight waves of ice giants and shit. Like, <laughs> oh no, Loki's doing something weird again. <laughs> Trying to bang another horse. <laughs> Oh yeah, that that's that's uh that's that's, a, that's not that's not canon in the comics. That's canon in the original Norse myths. Yeah, Loki Loki fucked a horse. That uh, that happened. <laughs> that's a deep cut. Yeah, yeah. 
Okay, <laughs> wait. At, at what point does the Thor tower defense game cross over with the rebooted God of War franchise? Um. Well, you get reestablished and you develop a, a prosperous, peaceful, glorious kingdom ready to rule for a thousand years. Then Kratos comes in and murders you, I guess. <laughs> Surprise twist ending! Everybody's dead! <laughs> Alright. <laughs> That's good enough for me. Yeah. I keep wanting to just go back to the Marvel Netflix well, but I can do better than that. Um. <laughs> All right. well, who were you thinking? Were you thinking... Like, I was just thinking um, Jessica Jones. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, if it was, like, a straight-up detective thing but then we've already got detective style stuff with the punisher but it'd uh, just be like less murdery and like no <laughs> a little more snarky yeah it'd be like it'd be it'd basically be like la noir but like you could hurt people more <laughs> all right i mean i would probably play that yeah i mean i would too although cards on the table Probably a Telltale game. Shit. <laughs> oh, but, but, no, don't give it to Telltale. Their actual, like, action stuff is terrible. Yes, it Let's is. Let's leave it with Insomniac, yes. Because, because uh, yeah, detective stuff, conversation trees, all that. Yes, um, Telltale would be better, but when it comes to Jessica Jones actually punching the shit out of people and maybe learning some martial arts because she has no fighting style whatsoever. Yeah, except just punch a fool. Yeah, just just punch real hard, and if that doesn't work, panic, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, two more. We got to make these count. Really, yeah, got to make these count. Gonna be real fucking good. Um, kicking around this one a little bit. What about a blade game? Oh fuck yes! I'm so into it. Yes, please. Yes, please. Blade game. Yeah. Oh my god, fighting vampires with that, like, amazing attitude and, like, the one-liners. Good god, yes. And what's in my, my head for gameplay is, like, an enhanced version of the sword swinging mechanics in Metal Gear Rising. Yeah. With, like, the chopping yeah. robots into 10,000 pieces and stuff you like know, that. Yeah. You know what else would be good for that? Um, the Witcher 3 would be a great mechanical template to lift because he uses, like, the silver and, like, the, the garlic and the sunlight and stuff, and you'd have to, like, put these things together before you go on a vampire hunt. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I like that. And Either of those games. Those both sound yeah, awesome. They they both sound amazing. Blade in either style would be so good because, like, vampire hunting tends to be this, like, either, like, gross and unseemly dark or, like weirdly stylized but i feel like the early 2000s really like did vampires a disservice in general and like a a, a fucking slick fun fast-paced vampire hunt would really be really refreshing right about now yeah that'd be cool you got one more in ya or well let's let's take a moment to to reflect i think an iron man game could be cool but in in the vein of doing things that we don't normally do because i don't want to because just having tony stark like crushing fools with missiles and shit that's not what make iron man cool iron man is fucking cool because of all the amazing gadgets he builds 
You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like you could figure out a way to work that into the gameplay where like you're putting together custom suits and, and like collecting parts and coming up with ideas and like, cause like building cool shit as Tony Stark would be as much fun or more fun than fighting as Iron Man. Like fighting as Iron Man is like the last step. Like give me the rest of the steps leading up to that point. Give me a fucking full-sized lab with like all the parts, like a huge garage where you're like combining different designs and experimenting with them in the field. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, at the same time, I don't think I would want an Iron Man origin story. Oh, no. This, is, this would just be like... You, this would be with you established, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. You, you've been doing it for a little while. And just like with Spider-Man, where it's like he's been, in, he's been out, out in the job for a few years. And so you can just jump right into, like, getting blueprints, coming up with ideas, you know, fighting different villains. And because he's so large-scale, potentially, in his combat, you can go fucking crazy with the fights. Yeah, you could. Yeah, in a game like that, I'd like to see some kind of... Some reason for him to not be Iron Man all the time as well. Well, that's the thing. If you were... You could you could have sections where you're playing just as Tony Stark, either in the lab or, like, managing your crazy business or, like, uh, getting information from people. Like, he's a cool, suave, smooth motherfucker, and you got to figure out a way to work that into the gameplay because, like, you don't want to leave out the most interesting parts of the character, right? Like, Yeah, like uh, his, his alcoholism. Like... you got to be tanked that- all the time. Yeah. That's the thing with an Iron Man game. I'm the least certain as to how it would work mechanically, but I think in the right hands, it could be amazing. Yeah. Like if they can figure out that balance between Tony Stark and Iron Man, between uh, the the construction and the background work and the actual combat, it would be so much fun. Do we want to go back and flesh out the first couple? Because we didn't really talk about what those games would be. Like what, oh, what's the Wolverine yeah. game all about? Uh I think Wolverine would almost feel kind of like uh like a God of War Devil May Cry kind of game because it's so fast and frenetic. Yeah. Oh yeah, I could see D- I could see DMC for sure. And shit yeah. You know, maybe from the era when he's not an established X-Man, he's like out on the road and out on the run. Yeah, like, honestly, from, like, the, like, edgelord DMC phase rather than the, like, like humanized DMC because, like, um, yeah, because, because if you add that framework to Wolverine, then he's just, like, cool and quippy and, like, fast-paced because mm-hmm. he's too fucking awesome for that stuff to really affect him. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Saying bub, like, four times in a sentence. Yeah. Wolverine colon. It's like a tick. Like a mental illness thing. It's like, you okay, man? Alright, what about Squirrel Girl? What do you do with Squirrel Girl? No fucking idea. No idea. Squirrel Girl would be um, 
Squirrel Girl would be like a really goofy, not all that serious game. Like it'd be like instead of like oh perfect combat mechanics and super fun, it'd be like doing crazy funny eclectic shit to solve problems. Like sometimes not even involving combat. Like it just like um more in the style of like a fucking uh like less grand theft auto more uh saints row <laughs> okay is this game basically just marvel conquers bad fur day uh yeah but like with none of the like grossness to it yeah, because yeah, squirrel yeah, girl right, is yeah. cool yeah yeah so like crazy like conquer but like innocent like spongebob <laughs> Powerful like Thanos. <laughs> oh, oh, perfect. I, I'm writing that down. Man, I want every one of these games. This is like a hundred years worth of development for Insomniac. Yeah, they might have to double the size of their studio. They, at least. So uh, to, to run this back, we've got uh, Wolverine in the style of Edgelord DMC. Uh, Squirrel Girl, crazy like Conker, innocent like SpongeBob, powerful like Thanos. Uh, Professor X with the uh, wacky mini games and deeply historical and uh, um, conversation driven gameplay. The Punisher, where you can literally kill anybody and affect the world in wacky, wacky ways. Uh, Black Cat game, in which you are setting traps and uh, generally robbing and burglarizing and causing fuckery all over the city. Iron Fist in the style of a fighting game where there's lots of combos and one-on-one -on -one combat, possibly in an RPG format. Uh, Thor Tower Defense. <laughs> no more to say there. Uh, Jessica Jones in the style of L.A. Noir, and Blade in the style of either The Witcher or Metal Gear Rising, and Iron Man with uh, a big, bold, bombastic storyline, lots of suit building and non-Iron Man segments, and cool gadgets. Yeah, let's just forward this to Insomniac right now. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll uh, attach our tagline uh, of uh, our consulting firm that has yet to be established. We'll just attach that directly to the bottom and say that we are for hire. Oh yeah, yeah, we will we 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 will help you make these games because we so badly want them to exist. <laughs> And this was just like 10 minutes of us snapping our fingers and coming up with whatever happened. Just spitballing. Hey man, that, that is how history is made. It is, it is indeed. And uh, thank you very, very much for listening if you've gotten this far. If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can do that at pressxpodcast at gmail.com or you can get us on Facebook, search Podcast, and you will find the community there. We're also on Twitter where James is James Paley. And I am YVR underscore Paul. Uh, hit us up there. Ask us stuff. We've played a bunch of games, and we're probably going to play a bunch more in the coming months as things descend into madness, into chaos. Yeah, the fall flood, as it were. Yeah, where... Yeah, it's probably it's probably more terrifying than the Halo flood. Yeah, yeah, more more reliably approaching, more and more awful, more overwhelming. No, but also yes, because it means Red Dead Redemption 2 is almost here, and I'm very, very excited. Fuck yes. Very excited for that. All right, well, thank you everybody for listening. Until next time, we've been Paul and James. Take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Peace out, bye. Bye. Uh...